Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 27th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. We've been walking through every miracle. It's taken us all year to get to this point. Uh, and guess what? This is the last miracle. And so as we're looking at the miracle of Lazarus, and as we're walking through this miracle methodically, like we're taking our time, we're doing it systematically. So this is part 70 of the overall series. And as it relates to Lazarus, this is part 12. So we're going through and we're looking at different things. Well, one of the things that we're going to see today is that we serve a God that can resurrect dead dreams. We serve a God that can open, reopen doors that we had previously closed if we're led, if the Holy Spirit says, open that door because I still want to do it. So what's going to happen today is while I'm teaching the Word of God, while I'm ministering to you from the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will be bringing things up uh, in your remembrance. And, and He will bring things up to the forefront of your mind and your memory and your heart. And these are things that you maybe stopped thinking about years ago, or maybe things that you had given up hope on. And the reason why the Holy Spirit is going to bring it up is because God still wants to do it. But for God to do it, he needs you to believe. We serve a God that can resurrect dead dreams. Ready? Get ready for your dead dreams or whatever dead hopes and desires that you have in your heart for those things to be revived again. I'm about to release the word, and I pray that you get ready to receive it. All right, so let's get ready for the word this morning. I want you to open up your heart. I want you to get ready to receive. So put in the chat, I open the door of my heart. Put in the chat, I'm ready to believe again. I mean, there's some things, let's just be honest, that as life happens, as we walk with God and God walks with us, there's some things that we were believing God for. And, and then, you know, whatever happened, either it took too long or it was too painful or whatever the situation is, we just stop believing and we say stuff like, well, maybe I miss God. Maybe it wasn't God. It wasn't God's timing. It wasn't for me. And then we move on. And then the Holy Spirit comes and says, listen, I never told you to move on. I need you to believe again. Put in the chat, Lord, I believe again. I open the door of my heart. I'm believing again. I'm believing on another level. I'm ready to receive. Say amen to that. Praise God. I see you guys are putting this in the chat and I hope that you're ready to receive. All right. So before we get into the miracle for this morning, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse 4 all year. Let me just put this in your hearing real quick. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Let's say, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Whatever area of my life, your life went dry in 2022. Whatever area of my life, your life went dry from 2020, the pandemic, all the way up until now, this is a season for the Lord to drench you again. Whatever area, I'm not talking about God doesn't say, I'm going to put a sprinkle on it. No, no. He says, Lord, drench it. Do it again. Every dry area of your heart will be drenched again by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can believe again, so that you can have the, your spring in your step again, so that you can get your praise back, so that, yeah, yeah, you get your excitement back. Say, Lord, do it again. All right. So John chapter 11. 
We've been looking at this for a while, and I'm going to continue to walk through this thing. Yesterday, we saw how Jesus reacted to Mary. Now, it was different. It was like a stark contrast to the way that Jesus reacted to Martha. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then that led to a whole diatribe, a conversation of Jesus trying to get Martha to believe. She never believed. Mary said the same 12 words. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But it was a whole different level. It was different because with the way that she said it, she said it from a position of worship. And I talked to you yesterday, and I told you that your worship will touch God in ways that your work never will. Come on now. My worship touches God. Say that. Put that in the chat. My worship touches God. So she touched Jesus with her worship. She was crying. She was in tears. Jesus looked at them. They were in tears. Everybody that was there was in tears. Jesus started crying. The Bible says Jesus wept. And then he said this, where have you laid him? Man, he had been dead for four days. We're going to see later. Martha was like, no, no, don't go to the tomb. The body stinketh by now. But Jesus said, where have you laid him? And, and Mar Mary couldn't say anything. I mean, uh, she was still in pain. And the people that were with Mary said, Lord, come and see. But he's asking you this morning, where is your dead situation? Where have you laid it? When Lazarus stopped breathing, they stopped believing. He was like, okay, well, I'm here for Lazarus. I'm here for the dead dream. I'm here for the dead hope. I'm, I'm here for the dead desire. I'm here for the dead plan. I'm here for the thing that you gave up on. But I need you to take me to where you laid him. I need you to take me to where you stopped believing. Here's the problem, though. We're going to see. Martha was like, no, no, let's not go there. The body's already stinking. It's painful. But here's... The question for you this morning is, are you willing to open up the wound again? Like, like, like you, you went through this painful experience with God and it was, it was hard, it was difficult, but in your mind and in your heart is already past tense. In your mind and in your heart is already over. It's like part of your history. You don't even want to revisit that. And God says, no, I want to revisit it because I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to revive it. And so I, I want to revisit it because I want to revive it. Listen, like, let me say it this way. My pastor, Pastor Tony Brazelton, he has one of the greatest statements. He said, you should never revisit what you cannot revise. Come on, man. Uh, put that in the chat. That, that, that's good right there. You should never revisit what you cannot revise. And so if you can't revise it, then don't revisit it. Uh, but, but God is saying, no, 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 I, I, can, I can revise it. And so God is saying, listen, I want you to revisit it because I can revive it. And so, so he's like, hey, let's go revisit the situation because I'm here to bring life to the dead. Four days, y'all. Four days was long enough for the pain to still be intense, but it was too long for their hope to still be alive. They stopped believing. They didn't want to revisit it. They didn't want to talk about it. It was it, like, let's not go there. And Jesus is like, no, where did you lay him? Are you willing to take me to the place where you stop believing? Are you willing to grant me access to your dead situation? But it had been four long days. The body was already wrapped up in grave clothes. The corpse was, had already been placed in the tomb. The, the, the rigor mortis was beginning to set into the body. The body was thinking by now. And Jesus says, where have you laid him? Remember, there's nothing impossible with God. So what does this mean for you today. I have a few things to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions and open up your heart to receive. A few things. Number one, here we go. Never close a door unless God tells you it is closed. 
Listen, as we walk with God and as God walks with us, there will be doors open for us that no man can close, doors closed for us that no man can open. There will be times and seasons. We walk, we live our lives with God in times and seasons, levels and stages. So there are times, there's a time for this and a time for that. Inside of those times, there are a bunch of seasons. Seasons come and seasons go. Season, seasons begin and seasons pass inside of those times. And then there are levels and stages. So as we walk with God, there's times and seasons, levels and stages. Sometimes we think the time or the season is over. We close the door. That's past tense. We move on. But never move on unless God tells you to move on. Sometimes God will come back and say, listen, I never told you to move on. I need you to revisit it because I want to revive it. I need you to open the door to it again. Grant me access. Never close a door unless God tells you to close it. Mary and Martha had lost their hope. Mary and Martha stopped believing when Lazarus started breathing. And I don't blame them. I mean, like the situation look beyond repair. I just shared with you. By the way, I want to thank everybody for praying for my family yesterday. Um, and, you know, but like my mom lost her little brother two days ago and they buried him yesterday. I mean, so it was that immediate and it was that definite. But this man had been dead for four days. That would be like Jesus showing up tomorrow and and saying to my mother and her sisters, hey, where have you laid him? I'm going to raise him from the dead. I mean, they, for them, it would be too painful. They've been it's like, oh, I, I don't know. Right. And so at the end of the day, no matter how impossible a situation seems, Matthew 19 and 26 says many things are impossible with man, but nothing is impossible with God. It's easy to say that a situation is dead or that the possibilities are gone when you look at it from a human point of view. Because from a human point of view, there are impossibilities. From a human point of view, things are over. The season is over. Let's move on. But you got to learn how to look at things from God's perspective. There is nothing God can't do. So even if a door seems closed to you and God says, I want you to reopen it, if he brings it up, you got to remember there's nothing too hard for God and it's never too late for God. You may have given up hope a long time ago. I can't tell you how many times I'm at the altar praying with somebody. And while I'm praying, the Lord would just give me a word and I start to speak over them. And as I start to speak over them, the Lord starts to minister to me about something that God spoke over them when they were eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. And they're standing in front of me. They might be 50, <laughs> right? And, and, and they just start crying. And the, and, and, and the Lord gives me a word and the Lord says, hey, son, hey, daughter, I just want you to know I still want to bring it to pass. Like what I spoke over you when you were eight years old and life happened. Like you, you haven't even thought about this for years. Every once in a while you would think about it. Oh, man, when I was a kid, this was prophesied over my life and I thought it was going to happen. And I believed God for many years and I even had it on my vision board. But then life happened and I moved on and I forgot about that thing. God says, listen, no, no, no. Romans 11 and 29 says the gift things and the callings of God are irrevocable. What God spoke over your life, he still wants to bring to pass. God is still God. Every word that he has spoken. Come on now, put this in the chat. Say, Lord. 
Lord, my heart is open to every word, every word that God has spoken over me, every word that God has spoken over you. His word is still good. God is not a man. He doesn't move on like we move on. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make his word good. But he is looking for us to believe it had been four days. It could be four years. It could have been 40 days. It could, it could have been 40 years, whatever. It doesn't matter how long it is. If, if God says, I want, I want you to bring it back up. If God is bringing it back up, even now while I'm talking to the forefront of your mind is because God wants you to dream again. Put in the chat, say, Lord, I dream again. I believe again. I, I have faith again. I have hope again. I have desires again. Come on now. Say, Lord, do it again. Number two. You have to grant God access to your place of pain. I, I think I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow. Jesus wanted to know where they had laid Lazarus's body. After four long days, he wanted them to grant him access to their place of pain. And God will require the same of you. I've told you many times that God will not force himself on you. Um, so what God is looking for from you is for you to grant him access to the deep recesses of your heart. Jesus would not then, and he will not now, make us be blessed, right? We have to, they had to grant him access and we have to grant him access as well. No matter how dead your situation seems, if God is saying, I want, I want to do this thing and he's bringing it up, you got to open up your heart and you got to believe again. You must allow God access to the place where you stop believing. Here's my question for you. Is it painful for you to even bring it up? Yeah, I know it's painful. Is this something that you don't even want to talk about anymore? Yeah, probably. But if God, while I'm speaking in this series, the series of miracles, in this series, we're talking about Lazarus. If the Holy Spirit is bringing something back up to the forefront of your heart and mind, it is because he still wants to do something about it. Say, Lord, do it again. Number three, to experience God's power, you must, must be vulnerable. Say, Lord, I'm vulnerable. Put in the chat, say, I am vulnerable. I will be vulnerable with God. Mary and Martha had to be vulnerable enough to face the tomb. They had to be vulnerable enough to revisit the dead body. This is the type of surrender and access that God is looking for from us. This is the type of surrender and access that God wants to the deepest recesses of our hearts and it is there and only there that we get to experience God in the most powerful way. We must be vulnerable with God. When you come to God, here's the problem. And this is something that I've experienced as a man of God for many years. There are people that have been hurt. They, 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 they've hurt, been hurt in church. They have church hurt or they've been hurt in, in their, what they believe is their, their walk and their experience with God. And, and they have developed a callousness around their heart to where they will let God in, but only to a certain level. And, and God can't do what he wants to do in your life unless you grant him access to your heart, to the deepest recesses of your heart. God wants to address your deepest fears, your deepest disappointments, your deepest pains. And I know that may be challenging, but there are some people that have put a guard around their heart because they're like, I'm not going to be hurt like that again. And God is saying, hey, son, hey, daughter, look at me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to bless you. I'm not trying to take something from you. I'm trying to get something to you. But you have to grant me access to the deepest recesses of your heart by surrendering your pain. Let's say that. Put this in the chat. Say, Lord, 
I surrender my pain to you. By surrendering our pain to God, we create space in our heart for God to work. Lord, do it again. Number four, God can give life to any seemingly dead situation. I, I've, I've preached this many times. We serve a God that gives life to the dead. So he can give life to any seemingly dead situation. This story, the miracle of Lazarus, reminds us that God can do anything, that, that God can restore the things that were lost, that God can revive the things that seem dead. This not only applies to physical healing, but it also applies to dead dreams and dead hopes and broken relationships and, and whatever, whatever you lost, whatever you gave up, whatever you thought was over, whatever you thought was dead, whatever, whatever you just said, you moved on in your life. If God brings it back up and saying, listen, son, listen, daughter, I still want to do it, but you have to believe again. Say, Lord, I believe again. As we grant God access to our pain and as we reopen the doors that we have closed in our lives, we get to experience restoration. Listen, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us, but God can't restore it if we won't give him access to it. God can't refresh it if we're closed. God doesn't want you to be closed. Say, Lord, I don't want to be closed. You want to be open. Say, Lord, I'm open. You want to open up your heart to God, Lord, like even to the painful places, even to the deepest recesses of my heart, even to the things I don't want to talk about, even to the things that happened to me maybe a long time ago. Maybe, maybe you experienced some very painful situations as a young girl or as a young boy, and these things were difficult for you, and God is saying, I want to take you to another level, but there's some stuff that you've never addressed. Open up your heart to me. I can heal it. I can turn it around. I can use it for my good. I can use it. Listen, Lord, do it again. The deepest recesses of your heart, God says, grant me access to it. And then number five, and finally, as I close, last point for today, faith is the key to experiencing God's miracle. Say faith is the key. Put in the chat, I'm a faith man. Put in the chat, I'm a faith woman. Faith is the key to experiencing the power of God, to experiencing Miracles. Lazarus had been dead for four days. His body was stinking. Mary and Martha and the people present had already closed the door to the possibility of God doing anything about it. Humanly speaking, they had moved on. Like, humanly speaking, their hearts were, they had already considered, like, in their hearts, Lazarus was past tense. We say Lazarus passed away, right? In their hearts, Lazarus was past tense. They had already kind of shifted Lazarus into another category. They already had shifted Lazarus to a place where it was like the door was closed and it was over. Like the possibilities of whatever was going to happen is not going to happen. It's already over. They could not see what God wanted to do. Even though Jesus was standing right there in the flesh, Jesus was ready to do it, but they were not ready. To, they couldn't see it. Faith requires your ability to see. Faith requires your ability to perceive. You will not receive what you cannot perceive. Faith requires you to be able to, to, to sense the divine impulses of, of the Holy Spirit and then to see what God planned for you from the foundations of the world. Matter of fact, put this in the chat and say it by faith. Say, by faith, I can peer into eternity from time. Say that. Put it in the chat. By faith, I can peer 
into heaven from the earth. So faith, by faith, I'm able to see what God planned from the foundations of the world. By faith, I'm in time, but I'm looking way into eternity. By faith, I spend time, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, looking at things that I cannot see with my natural eyes. By faith, I'm, I'm meditating and medicating on what's around the corner and what's down the road. Um, by faith, I'm meditating and medicating on what's at the end of 2023, even though right now I'm still in April. And so I'm able to see by faith that what's down the road and I'm able to perceive it and I'm able to believe it. By faith, I'm seeing what's in heaven for me, but it hasn't been manifested yet. So by faith, I'm able to see it. I perceive it. And now I meditate on it by faith. Watch this. Even though it looks and it seems humanly impossible, by faith, God reveals to me the plans that he made for me from the foundations of the world. And I'm crazy enough to believe it. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy enough to believe. I am crazy enough to believe things that don't make sense. I'm crazy enough to believe things that, that, that seem humanly impossible. Jesus had faith. Jesus could see what the father wanted to do in that situation, what the father wanted to do in him, with him, through him. Jesus had the faith to raise Lazarus from the dead, but the sisters could not see it. They had already closed the door to the possibility of it. Why? Because of what they could see with their natural eyes. The reality of the situation and the pain of the situation caused them to be closed. Say, Lord, I will not be closed. No matter how painful you the situation, no matter how much pain you've endured, no matter how much stuff you've been through, say, Lord, I will not be closed. Don't close the door to your heart. So in closing, I urge you to believe God. I urge you to keep your faith switch in the on position. I'm going to take my faith switch and keep it in the on position, no matter how, what it looks like. Unless God tells me to move on, I won't move on. Until God unless God tells me a situation is dead, it's not dead to me. Never close the door. Listen, God can perform the impossible. God can bless you to see the invisible. Never allow what you see, the realities of this present world, or what you feel, the pain of this present world, to, to ever keep you from believing God. If God brings it up, if God is bringing up stuff, even while I'm talking, if God is doing it for you, put it in the chat. Even while I say, Rick, while you're talking, God is working. God is, God is talking to me, Rick. Put that in the chat. Even while I'm talking, if God is bringing things back up to the forefront of your heart and mind, and these are things that you has, had not thought about for years. These are things that were dead to you. If God is bringing it back up, is because he wants to revive dead dreams. But you must have the faith to believe. My question is, do you? I'm preaching the word of God. I'm preaching the miracles. You've been listening to the miracles for months. Four months of miracles. Do you believe God? Four months of miracles. Are you at the point where you, you can believe God to resurrect dead dreams? We serve a God that gives life to the dead. God's grace, his power is available. It's there. But remember, it's God's grace is our faith. So God's grace is there. Will your faith be there? God provides the grace. Will you provide the faith? We are the just and we live by faith. Put in the chat, say, yes, Lord, my faith is present. Wherever God's grace is present, my faith is present. Now, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I, I pray that this has helped you to believe again, to resurrect some stuff. I pray that the Holy Spirit ministered to you while I was talking. All right, so lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am open to experiencing supernatural victory in every area of my life.
I realize that I have given up on several things while I was waiting on you. I have relaxed the grip that I once had on my faith. I did not have enough patience. I lost my joy and peace while I was believing you for those things. But now, Father, as you are leaving me, I open my heart to the impossible. The impossible is possible for me because it's possible for you. As I open my heart, you resurrect dead dreams, hopes, and desires. These are things that you still want to bring to pass. So I grant you access to the burial ground of dead possibilities in my heart. Nothing is impossible with you. So by your grace, I start believing again. Despite the pain of my past, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, my messages, and you're not getting the notes, why would you not get the notes if it's free? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, subscribe, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Say, Lord, do it again. I, I, I'm excited about this message. I know that it ministered to a lot of people. I'm going to, I'm about to take a, a flight to go back home this morning, but I'm going to take a look at the chat and see how this word minister to you. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Before I close, let me tell you something. Yesterday, I'm excited about this because I've been working on, I'm about to release another book, but I want to get the audiobook version of it ready before so that I can publish it in four formats. I want to be able to publish it in soft cover, hard cover, digital, and audio, audible. And my first book, Level Up Your Life, um, I, I we did the audiobook version of it and I was waiting for it to be approved, and it was approved yesterday. So uh, it's on Audible now. So if you're a subscriber of Audible, open up the Audible app, look for Rick Pina, and my book, Level Up Your Life, is there. It's available on audiobook. I know a lot of people love audiobooks, so check that out. Get Level Up Your Life on Audible, and my next book is going to be on Audible as well. Listen, I love you. God loves you too. Do me, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And let me ask you this one thing. Do me a favor. If you've read any of my books, and if you get on Audible, whatever, if any of that is a blessing to you, then please, if you haven't done so, leave me um, a review on Amazon or a review on Audible. That would mean a lot for the, for the algorithm. All right, so have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals 
to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.